in a universe where life does not end at death. We explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Thadian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. We have reached the end of the Cantal Saga. In it, you learned about the path of the Phoenix and have followed Musa Wist in the new champion. Kina Jolanth. Although you won't get to see how these paths converge just yet, this entry will conclude Muzo's dive into Counter Command. So without further ado, here is Muzo Wist. Think back on that mark. I knew I had to make a change in how I handled myself. Having failed to live up to a champion's standard, I knew there had to be something in me that needed to change. Perhaps that's why I said yes to joining up. Even though I knew I was probably going against the whole of the Foundation, the previous champion and Kina still knew what was right. Therefore, I figured they'd understand why I chose this path. However, Razen did not allow me to say anything to Kina. Lying to her like that. It is my deepest regret. I told her that General Brutal himself requested me for the Estevezi artisan. And to think a part of me wished it were the case sickens me even more because of how In order to keep her safe from the corruption, I suppose I had to keep silent. <sighs> Muzo sighs. I must apologize to the two of you. He looks up at his audience, who happens to be a Hera and Vegabon. No need to apologize. I think we should apologize ourselves. We didn't realize the transition you made. No, no, not, not that. Muzo interrupts Vagabond. Vagabond stares at him carefully, sensing the guilt stemming from the Egalion. What did you do? Muzo sighs once more. <sighs> the mark that I joined the movement was the mark that the two of you met with General Brutel, who happened to think you were the ones that disabled his secure zone. The two of them gasp as the room falls to silence. Then a hero breaks it. Even if it was because of that, it still doesn't change the fact that the general sent us to be burned alive. If 
that never happened, we would still be doing his bidding. Hera's right. Plus, if we're being honest, we can't really go back to Core Command after what happened. But if you can explain to us why you never brought the information to the Runic Council, that would be great. Uzo looks up at the two of them. Right. The disc. We're calling back. Right after Vazen asked, Will you join us and put an end to the bloodshed? Muzo nods. Yes, I will. Ryzen smiles and hands the disc over to his operative. Glad to have you on board, Muzo. Now, are you ready for your first directive? Really? Now? Yes. It's your true assessment to see if you have what it takes to counter command. Muzo hesitates for a moment. I suppose I can give it a shot. Rosin smiles at him. We will need you to return home and go about your life as if it were normal. Do not tell anyone of what you've seen, even if you think you can trust them. But my chap, no buts! If you can't do this, then if you were to get captured and tortured, you'll surely tell your secrets. Muzo's beak lowers. Yes, sir. Good. And second, once you report back to the Estevez garrison, you will take this copy, the operative hands Razen and identical a disc-shaped codex, to the Alliance Archive and place it into the core command section. Muzo seems confused. Why not just take the recording to the Runic Council? Surely all this could end with a simple no. The rune forgers will be of no help in this. We have sources that say even the highest levels of the Alliance are compromised. We can't trust anyone except for ourselves and Grand General Tyke. Razan then walks up to Muzo and smiles. If you are to take down this corrupting force, we will need to plant seeds throughout their foundation that will only erode the trust that the citizens have in their authority. That's when the two of them left the Orbital, and I returned back home. Reported in, and went on with my life as usual. I still longed for the mark that I would be able to leave the pillars. And after Kina was sent on her first directive, that the longing only grew. But, eventually... Razan contacted me through sending his operative. Hello again, Muzo. The female voice appears in his head as he sits up from his room. Peeking out into the kitchen of his dome, he sees the prime. You know, I never got your name. She slides on the kitchen counter a codex. My name's Kasten. Are you here to give me another seed to plant? She shakes her head no. Then why are you here? She waves her hand over the codex as a hologram appears of Commander Razen. Hello, Muzo. 
apologies I am unable to greet you in person. However, the movement needs you. I've sent Kasten here to retrieve you from the nest and bring you to the front lines. Hearing this makes Muzo's face lighten up. You will be given supplies for a month-long operation that will wipe out a mining outpost in the Fron system. This outpost is secretly being run by General Plutel, who seems to be profiting from slave labor. Oh, goody. Please contain your excitement. This mission is crucial for the movement, as we have yet to establish a connection with the Fronites. There is a possibility that they believe the propaganda put out by Corps Command. Of course, Commander. I will be on high alert. Also, take note. You will not be reinforced on this mission and will be undercover as a command officer. If your cover is blown, your orders are to establish a hideout and defend the Fronites until we send reinforcements. Uzo tries to hold in his excitement, but his feathers are shaking so much that he can't seem to focus. We need a win now more than ever, Muzo. Our latest mission failed, and Grand General Tyke is in need of a counter to what we are up against. We are to the start of the next stage in this movement. Show the colonies what liberation is truly like. At least, that's what I think I heard. It was difficult for me to pay attention after he said I was going to the front lines. <laughs> but anyways, apparently Counter Command had another Egalian that took my place as the enforcer in Core Command. I was rather quiet there anyways, so they probably aren't too bad at posing as myself. Eggbond chuckles as Ahara is astonished. So you've been this colony's liberator for the past month? Muzo thinks for a second. Uh, almost... More like three and a half weeks. But they discovered I wasn't a command officer pretty quickly when I, he does quotations with his talents, accidentally closed the central mine. <laughs> Damn, Muzo. You are a brave-ass cantor. Vegabon stands up. So how can we help? As they plan out their next mission, Muzo can't help but think about Kina and where she might be what mission she might be on, and whether or not she has discovered the corruption plaguing Corps Command. No matter what happens, Muzo Wist will be seen as a liberator. I thank you for listening to this saga. I hope you enjoyed every entry so far as we approach the final saga of Season 3. One where you'll get to see a new side of the core through the eyes of a plasmatic knight. If you are just now joining the anthology, check out ArthadianAnthologies.com for more content that expands this new expanding universe. You can also support the creation of this podcast by donating through the link found in the description of this episode. Until next time, travelers, be safe. Stay safe, and if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power. <laughs>